0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your brother right here, David J. Harris Jr., so glad you could take some time to join me. The president and his task force just got done speaking, and they had some good news. Now, in the middle of the chaos for so many people, so many Americans, self-isolating, my bride and I actually uh, left today to go look at new places to live. I'm moving. Uh, still staying here in the beautiful state of Texas, but we are moving. But it was so interesting to be out and about, walking around. I uh, had to hit a couple stores, just one store, actually. Uh, and, and the post office and everything out there. If you haven't been outside, if you haven't been to the store, to the post office, to a Costco, masks and more masks, and then some people that just, you know, are just like caution to the wind. Uh, hopefully they're just uh, washing their hands or using some good spray and sanitizer. Obviously, we want to slow the curve of this thing, we want to flatten the curve. My um, guest Gary Haven was talking about that a month ago, probably a couple weeks before we started hearing it coming from the White House. Uh, I was like just to give that promotion because it was a, a lot of amazing information that is on my podcast. If you haven't listened to it, there's two episodes with him up there, plus episodes with the man that brought down Jeffrey Epstein, or really led to the entire thing. Uh, I have a clip from, from, for that for you today. But I got to get into the news. Dr. Fauci shared some really good information and we all need to hear good news right about now. Meanwhile, the Democrats are uh, just proving once again that they truly hate America, blocking a bill that would have provided a heck of a lot of money to small businesses. Uh, We've got that and more news coming. So if you are on Facebook, thank you so much for joining me out there in Facebook land. Twitter, thank you so much. YouTube, thank you so much. And if you're listening right now via broadcast of my, uh, my, uh, my podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. Hopefully you love what you hear and you share it with some friends and you give this brother right here five stars. All right, let's jump into the news, and I've got some video clips that I know you're gonna absolutely love as well. So Chuck Schumer and the Democrats just continue to show exactly where their allegiance lies. Not only from blocking, trying to block and, and the, the wall, which they've been doing from the get-go, but now you've gotta hear what they're actually saying about blocking the wall, about wanting the, the wall to stop. Uh, and to this, they actually just today then senate democrats blocked another bill to help americans during this current crisis they stopped republicans from sending 250 billion dollars to small businesses friends That's pretty disgusting. The Democrat Party whines and complains about President Donald Trump not caring about working people, but they showed again that they are the ones who truly do not care. The Senate Democrats have blocked a bill to provide another two hundred and fifty billion dollars in aid to small businesses to pay their employees. The New York Post reported that Senate Democrats today blocked legislation to add two hundred and fifty billion to a small business loan program designed to prevent layoffs during this coronavirus outbreak. The move means that Congress won't pass an exemption of the Paycheck Protection Program, which is running out of money until next week at the earliest. The Senate adjourned until Monday after Senator Ben Cardin objected to holding a unanimous voice vote. The small business program gives companies with up to 500 employees and and exemptions more, uh, and then exemptions more, exceptions more, loans to cover payroll and overhead. The loans will be forgiven if they don't, Lay off workers. Why would these Democrats want to do that? Is it kind of the same reason why they held up the first vote? Remember, the first vote that is has gotten so many Americans uh, much need, much-needed relief was held up by a week. For a week. Because the Democrats wanted to pad that bill with all the fluff and all the gushy, disgusting things that us conservatives don't like and don't want and don't feel necessary and things that had nothing whatsoever to do with this current crisis that Americans are in. Well, they showed just one more time exactly who their allegiance is to. And friends, I'm sorry to have to remind you that it's not the American people. And that's a pretty sad state of affairs. Well, the president uh, got into it a little bit with uh, Acosta today, you know, you listen to these mainstream media, these liberal hack reporters, the way that they go at this president. I really feel that they truly want this pandemic to be the worst it could possibly be. Acosta here is trying to say that we need every single American in a, in this country tested before we put the economy back to work? Are you kidding me? They would love to see that. The left would love to throw out there into the minds of all their viewers and listeners that we shouldn't get this economy back going until every single American has been tested. Absolute hogwash. Listen to the president.
1: Yeah, Mr. President, how can the administration discuss the possibility of reopening the country when the administration does not have an adequate nationwide testing system for this virus? Don't you need a nationwide? testing no. system for the virus before you reopen no, we the have a great testing system we have the best right now the best testing system in the world but there are certain People sections right now. Never- there are certain sections in the country that are in phenomenal shape already other sections are coming online other sections are going down and we in addition to that are giving out millions of tests and every day we're doing it exponentially we're Picking up, and what we'll be doing in the very near future is going to certain areas of our country and do massive testing. Uh, it's not necessary, but it would be a good thing to have. Don't you need that, though, Mr. President, to make sure people are safe going back to work? You don't want to send people back to the workplace. We want to have it, and we're going to see if we have it. Do you need it? No. Is it a nice thing to do? Yes. Uh, we're talking about 325 million people, uh, and that's not going to happen, as you can imagine, and no, it would never happen with anyone else either other countries do it but they do it in a limited form we will probably be the leader of the past
0: why don't we just do this why don't every democrat liberal independent that believes and trusts the mainstream media and thinks that we uh we don't need to follow the president's lead and we shouldn't go back to work until every single one of us has been tested why don't you just stay home now, nah, I don't do that either. That's still a pretty bad. Uh, uh, that'd be still pretty bad for the economy. Small businesses need their employees. We need to get the economy back to work. And I'm thankful that the president understands that. And uh, again, there's there's good news on the horizon, although we've had some really bad numbers as far as total amount of individuals family members that have that are gone, family families that have lost their lives. Uh, there's good news on the horizon. And uh, I got this clip from Dr. Fauci sharing what it is.
2: Please remember last weekend when we made the forecast that this would really be a bad week, as I mentioned yesterday and the day before, it is in the sense of deaths a bad week. In fact, every day there seems to be a record of number of deaths compared to the day before. In fact, New York today, had, again, another record of, I think the city itself was about 820-plus deaths. But what we were predicting with the increase and the real adherence to the physical separation, the guidelines that the Vice President talks about, the physical separation, at the same time as we're seeing the increase in deaths we're seeing rather dramatic decrease in the need for hospitalizations. Like I think yesterday was something like 200 new hospitalizations, and it's been as high as 1,400 at any given time. So that is going in the right direction. I say that, and I always remind myself when I say that, that means that what we are doing is working, and therefore we need to continue to do it.
0: I hear what you're saying. I'm reading some of your comments. I understand there's a whole lot of uh, issues that people take with Dr. Fauci. Here's the thing that I support and that I love. The president has him there for a reason. Uh, I, I was talking with, uh, with uh, James White, Congressman James White earlier today, and he was sharing with me one beautiful thing about the president. Regardless of what you personally feel about certain individuals, like maybe Dr. Fauci, here's one thing that I understand and appreciate about the president. The president is not afraid to have individuals that maybe aren't on his side alongside him, working with him in order to see, I think, what they do and how they operate. The president, is he brings people in that he may not agree with on certain issues, but on specific issues, he'll say, is there a way we can work together? So I trust the president's leadership. I trust that first and foremost. And for Dr. Fauci to get out there today... And share that what we're doing, especially in the hot spots uh, and everywhere else across the country, there's this self-isolation thing. Uh, it seems to be working. Their projections of numbers of deaths is dropping. Hopefully, we can believe that, and that's good news that I think all Americans want to hear right now. Now we uh, we heard the president giving the, the the head of the World Health Organization a thrashing in public, it was all over the place, articles going viral, videos going viral, that the World Health Organization and their leader was basically kowtowing to China, regurgitating chinese propaganda saying that china had no uh, data that showed human human transmission that there was nothing to worry about back in january and then the world health organization the head of it came out and actually blasted the president for shutting off the ports of entry to china which then led to the mainstream media calling the president a racist everything that they've been saying for the last three years one of the beautiful acronyms i saw for cnn on there was was a constant neurotic negativity. Whoever put that on there, I saw that. That's beautiful, that's pretty much what CNN is. But with the World Health Organization doing that, it laid the foundation for everybody that's been talking negative about this president, lying about this president, to just have the floor to do it more. And now we know for sure that it was a good thing that the president did it when he did because the cases in, in our country right now would be exorbitant. They would be so f- much farther. The multiplication of the cases would be far, far worse had tens of thousands of individuals from China, from Wuhan, continued to travel to our country when they did as they were planning to uh, if they hadn't been stopped in uh, in January. So now the World, World Health Organization, the head of it, He, uh, the Director General, Dr. Tedros uh, Hadamon-Gabrizia, I believe, he has some interesting words for the president, talking about more body bags. I don't know uh, what you take on this, but I'll read this to you. You can tell me what you think himself. This doctor warned President Donald Trump to stop politicizing coronavirus. He said, quote, if you don't want more body bags. Are you kidding me? Why would the head of the World Health Organization tell the President of the United States to stop politicizing it? And by the way, how is he politicizing it other than just pointing to the fact that the World Health Organization was bowing to China? Is that politicizing it or is that just the truth? Isn't that pretty much what any uh, liberal does when they're backed into a corner, they know that they've gotten caught They've absolutely gotten caught giving bad information, and the president calls them out and calls China out, and they turn around and say, "Oh, you're politicizing it." But he, to go back to it, he says, he says this. I'll read his statement. At the end of the day, the people belong to all political parties. Absolutely, they don't. Uh, I belong to one, and, and right now it's Trump up. Trump, uh, I'm a Trumpican. The focus of all political parties should be to save their lives, uh, their people's lives. People don't politicize this virus. Please do not politicize this virus. If you want to be exploited, and if you want to have more body bags, many more body bags, then you do it. If you don't want more bad body bags, then you refrain from politicizing it. What do you think he meant by that? How in the world is the head of the World Health Organization that's already given bad information to the president to the world about human to human about human to human trans? Uh, transference how how could they come out and say that and then say oh if you don't want more body bags you better not politicize it basically don't talk bad about china if you don't want uh, uh if you want more body bags to me friends it just exposes that he knows he's in trouble he knows that he should be he should be canned he sh- i wish the president could just say you're fired but what the president can do is stop giving the world health organizations Lots of money. They, they get hundreds of millions of dollars from us every single year. We disproportionately give the World Health Organization more money than any other country in the world. They're funded pretty much by us. You'd think the one person and the one people that they'd want to especially make sure that they're truthful and honest with is us, Americans. Well, I believe his head's on the chopping block, and, uh, and it should be. and it should be No human-to-human transference? Yeah, that uh, was an absolute hogwash. Uh, Here we've got Jim Acosta one more time. So many of the mainstream media. I showed the video a couple days ago of the ladies on The View trying to say that Donald Trump is getting paid off of his promotion of hydroxycut. It can't just be that this drug that's been on the market for decades, over five decades, that's been working for things like uh, uh, malaria and lupus, it couldn't just be that maybe this drug is actually helping people. Oh no, to the liberal left, it's got to be, this drug must be some way that the president's going to make money. How disgusting is that? It's absolutely sickening to me. Well, the president was asked the question straight up, by Jim Acosta about if he was making money off of hydroxychloroquine, and this is what he said.
1: President and his group to handle it, and uh, I will see you probably tomorrow. Okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You don't have any investments in hydroxychloroquine? No, I don't.
0: Okay. No, I don't. Thank you. Good question. No. Good question, but no, he's not. Who we should be talking to are the senators that dumped all their stocks like Dianne Feinstein and the others, a couple other ones, even Republicans. We should be looking at them individuals to make sure that they are crap canned they're out of there uh and uh make sure that we don't have people in positions of authority that are using that power to pad their own pockets the president's not doing that isn't it enough that he was already a billionaire not being blasted not being labeled a racist not having to deal with americans hating him before he became president he's lost so much money by becoming president just because he's trying to save our country he's been trying to wake us up He's been trying to wake us up to the threat of China. He's been trying to wake us up to the threat of open borders. And now we've got a pandemic and all of a sudden Americans are saying, you know what? Maybe this whole America first thing is right. Maybe we should be closing the borders and be more protective of who we're letting in our country. Isn't that what the president's been saying? It's exactly what he's been saying. Well, there's other, senators, there's other senators and individuals that try to become president that are really making the, pres- the president's case for him, literally regurgitating exactly what the president's done. Maybe it's because they've only been watching MSNBC and CNN, and they're not actually aware of what the president's done, or maybe it's that they're hoping that the base of people, the audience, aren't aware of what the president's done, and so what they say is actually going to sound really, really good. Only to those people that have no idea of what's really going on. Here's Kamala Harris, 2020 hopeful that's burnt out and crashed and hopefully need to stay in the background. Here's Kamala basically regurgitating and sharing exactly what the president's already done
3: in terms of dealing with the solutions to this problem, which means acknowledging it is a real serious issue and not a hoax, which means saying that that one of the tools in the tool belt of the president in a crisis is is to use the Defense Production Act to require that where we don't have what we need to meet the crisis and meet the moment, we will create incentives and direction to the private sector to create those things, in this case, ventilators, masks, tests,
0: Kamala that's exactly what the president did you're on ABC talking like you have no clue what the president's done he's already implemented the defense production act he's already invited the private sector and you know what So many companies, so many manufacturers in the private sector, they were willing to work with the president. They said, we're going to do things. But when some of them, especially 3M, when they, when it was found out that they were stockpiling and selling to the highest bidder globally, instead of paying attention to America right here, president said, enough is enough. He's doing exactly what you're sharing. Hopefully uh, people wake up and understand that and don't think that, I mean, you're trying to sound presidential, but I think you were pretty much reading uh, part of the president's press briefing that he already gave probably last week. So maybe people aren't aware of that. Uh, again, that's talking to the audience of people that are still watching ABC and thinking that it's uh, that it's authentic and true uh, and and timely news. Hopefully, Americans are waking up. So more more good news when all of us want to get back to work, get back to life as normal. Dr. Fauci shares that the antibody test is coming in days to weeks, allowing Americans to get back to work. Experts have been working at at breakneck speed to produce antibody tests that would allow Americans to get back to work and they are now paying dividends. Dr. Fauci appeared on the Today Show on Thursday and said tests could be days or weeks away. If that is the case, and the best case scenario, we could be mere days away from getting the economy restarted and getting Americans back to work. Friends, that is the president's. that was the president's sentiment today. He's been sharing it the last couple days. Again, we have to understand, I don't think that the president comes out. I know he doesn't. Because I have a very, very good friend of mine that has something that is a very successful businessman uh, that has something very strategic that could help all Americans get back to work. And I happen to know because he sent me the document that the White House looked at it and the president viewed it today and he's going to make a decision on whether or not that is something they want to implement. It would be an absolute beautiful thing if he did, it would go a long way in getting us all back to work. But there's things like that going on behind the scenes that none of us know. I just happen to be privy to it because it's a very good friend of mine that reached out to me and said, what do you think about this? And was talking to me about some other things. But there's so many things going on behind the scenes that are gonna help get this country back to work. The president's not gonna come out and share it all, but I believe that we can hear his heart and his sentiment when he comes before the country and the world and says, We're gonna get our country back to going again very soon. We're gonna get it back sooner than you think. I believe that. I know that uh, I trust this president and uh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. And it's uniting people. Again, the silver lining. In the middle of so many people losing their lives. uh, We've got some doctors that are sharing they're supposed to put COVID-19 on a patient's death certificate. Even if, they, if, it, if the death wasn't specifically caused by COVID, I don't know where to go with all that stuff. Maybe you've seen some of those videos that are going crazy. Uh, all I know this, I go back to, I believe and trust the president. I know he knows what he's doing and he's surrounding himself with individuals, gathering information, gathering data, and then he'll make the best decision possible for all of us. That I trust. Uh, all right, we've got this one more little bombshell as far as China goes. How come we haven't been seeing or hearing about this? Why does it take this little old DJHJ website, uh, davidharrisjr.com, to break news like this, friends? Chinese doctor Shi Zengli ran uh, the virus research in Wuhan after U.S. project was shut down uh, by the DHS in 2014 for being too risky. Yes, the DHS shut down a joint project on a virus because it was too risky and dangerous. The Chinese doctor... Uh, was one of the leading researchers on the project. She left after the research was shut down. And take a guess where she went to work? The Chinese Biological Research Lab in Wuhan, Wuhan, China. You think it's a coincidence? In an article printed in 2015 by Zingli and former research doctor Ralph Barak, the two discussed the uh, discussed about the possibility uh, of the virus that had potential to infect. Humans, a SARS-like cluster of circulating bat coronaviruses shows potential for human emergence. Read this entire article for yourself. But friends, uh, because of that, they wrote that this article uh, shortly after their project was defunded by the Department of Health and Human Services. Here's the notification that the project was being closed down because it was too dangerous. And then she went to work in Wuhan, China. After the work stopped in the United States, the Chinese continued the research at the Wuhan Virology Center in Wuhan, China. They were able to isolate the virus, and they began studying species-to-species transmission on the disease. This new information seems to contradict the theory that it magically appeared in a species of bat in nature rather than by researchers in a lab. Take it for what it's worth. Is it just coincidence? One thing I believe—it's there's no way this thing just came from bats that just happened to show up in that wet market in Wuhan, China. I absolutely do not believe that. Uh, we've got this, Democrats. They're saying closing the border. Now it's illegal. <laughs> Now it's illegal for a country to have sovereignty and have borders and have border protection. They're saying it's illegal. They're doing anything they can to stop the work and the progress that the president and the border wall construction is making even during this pandemic. They just can't seem to get it uh, out of their heads that we're going to get our wall. The Democrats are at it again. They're playing at their base, the illegal aliens. They have written a letter to the acting head of the DHS, Chad Wolf, citing their displeasure in closing the border to illegal aliens, or as they refer to it, voter suppression, Wolf closed the borders at the order of the CDC in order, uh, in an effort to stem the tide of the virus, the disease that must not be named. So that what, uh, so what is the Democrats' argument here? Is it better that more Americans get the virus than to prevent illegals from entering the country? Actually, our northern and southern borders were closed, except for necessary traffic. Non-essential travel is banned. Friends, if you haven't woken up to the fact yet that there is a reason why Democrats want illegals to get in the country, and that reason isn't because they're just nice people that want other people to get in. No, it's about votes. If you can imagine open borders, getting as many illegals in as possible, and then and then instituting mail-in votes only, like they're trying to push... The voter fraud would be so rampant. It would completely skew elections all over the country and we wouldn't have our beautiful United States of America any longer. We're that close to losing it all, friends. We're that stinking close and the Democrats are trying everything in their power to make that a reality. All right, we've got, uh, I, I got, I got to show you this clip. You know, you want a break from all the coronavirus pandemic stuff. You want to just take a break. I'm telling you, you will love my podcast. David J. Harris Jr. I do some one-on-one interviews with some truly amazing individuals, and you've got to hear their stories. Stories like from Mike Cernovich. Mike shares how he was the one that uh, initially broke open the sealed indictment, the sealed case of Jeffrey Epstein. He trailed it for a year, and then he had to lay low because literally he knew his life was in danger. And then a year later, it was picked up by a... uh, uh, a, a New York, a newspaper station in Florida, and then he joined back with them, and that is initially what brought Jeffrey Epstein to justice before his untimely death. Here's a little clip from that podcast. You were pivotal, literally crucial, in the breaking of Jeffrey Epstein getting exposed and getting caught, and then eventually getting sent to jail, and then eventually getting murdered. Because we know Epstein didn't kill himself. But why don't you share with us? What was it that you were on how long did it take and how did you break that story and make it mainstream media news that they couldn't deny
4: Yeah the it's kind of a long arduous journey because we initially were just trying to figure out why these public records were under seal because that's not the way this court system's supposed to work the if you file a lawsuit in federal court and it involves public figures it's just open if you want privacy you go to arbitration and we couldn't figure it out. We knew it had to be something big though, because the case was literally with the, to use an overused term, unprecedented. Everything about the Jeffrey Epstein case was unprecedented from the criminal prosecution deal he got to him committing quote unquote suicide recently, unlike anything you've ever seen. And the civil case was no different. The, um, a woman had the, accused pedophile madam is what we call her had been denying that she had been involved with jeffrey Epstein, and then one of the victims sued her for defamation and the whole case was under seal and we thought well we have a right as the public to know what's going on here so
0: much of the behind the scenes story of what brought down one of the biggest one of the biggest pedophiles to have an operating ring globally in history that's my interview with Mike Cernovich. You find that at David J. Harris Jr. on my podcast. On your favorite podcast platform or kick, click podcast on my website, davidharrisjr.com, in order to find your favorite podcast podcast or listen to it right there. So that and many, many others are up there. I wanted to show you that because it's a beautiful behind-the-scenes story from Mike. Really appreciate Mike jumping on to uh, help me out with that. So here's, uh, here's something that's pretty interesting. Apparently... The mainstream media, people aren't watching them as much anymore. They need a bailout. Can you imagine? The mainstream media, the liberal left media, whack jobs, nut jobs, jack nuts. They need a bailout. And guess who wants to give it to them? The Democrats. (laughs) Democrats. I don't know. I think those in the media should be uh, appreciated by their viewership. And if their viewership isn't there or it's declining, well, they should make their own necessary adjustments. Democrat senators propose a virus bailout for the mainstream press. Are you kidding me? A group of Democrat senators, including Amy, including Amy Klobuchar, Joe Manchin, uh, uh, Sherrod Brown, and a- Angus King, are pressing to dole out taxpayer money to the lame stream press. Since the American media is wholly owned subsidiary of the Democrat Party, the DNC should be funding them, not the American taxpayers whose interests are opposed by the media. Besides, I don't really think they need any money. The cost to the media is much lower today than it was 30 years ago. There is no research or fact checking. The alleged journalists just make up a story, attribute it to anonymous sources, and voila, a bombshell is born. How much does a joint or hit of acid cost? My writer, man, he's funny, he cracks me up. But I'm telling you one thing, I'm appreciative that the mainstream media are taking their licks. I hope that that's a telltale sign of the American people waking up to realize that we've gotta stop giving our ears and our time to mainstream media outlets that do nothing but propagandize us, but shovel horse manure through the airwaves, crap against our president lie they intentionally lie friends they're lying to us i don't know how you feel about liars but i really don't like when somebody's lying to my face and that's really how you have to look at it every time you see one of these mainstream news media reporters these uh these liberal whacks that just continue to purport and push out negative derogatory information about the president know that they know they're lying they absolutely know they're lying they don't care they want the ratings and they want the division. They want to divide America. They don't want to unite us. And divide and conquer is what their, what their goal is, but we won't let them. We absolutely won't let them. All right, I've got this one here, folks. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe Rogan first because Joe Rogan, and the reason I appreciate Joe is he has a huge following. I mean, he's not just a, you know one of the ringside announcers for the UFC and has been for probably close to a decade or longer. He's very well respected by a lot of people that don't follow the president, a lot of individuals that don't support the president. So when I hear Joe talking on his podcast with, uh, with guests, and they're exposing Democrats, and they're talking about, hey, maybe this America first thing, wasn't really a bad thing at all, friends, you got to know that that is reverberating through an audience that I probably don't reach, that a lot of conservatives don't reach, but it's their seeds, their seeds being planted in the minds of individuals that trust Joe Rogan. Again, it's a, his demographic is pretty broad and he talks about, he covers a lot of things, but when you hear issues like this being discussed on Joe's podcast, you got to know it's waking some people up. The Made in America argument was always like sort of uh, frivolous, almost xenophobic.
4: Like, why do you want things made in America? What do you care? Do you not, do you not like people from other countries? Because it was like this Made of, made in America thing was like, people disregarded it in a lot of ways.
0: In essence, the smart good people uh, were always fighting this thing about, you cannot become China dependent. Hey, look, we, we have a serious strategic problem by your continuing moves to bring China in as the solution to every equation we can't balance. We are way too dependent on a strategic rival. You saw this at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone was afraid of what? I don't want to be appear xenophobic. And all the respectable people like Nancy Pelosi telling people, please go to Chinatown to celebrate the Chinese New Year. Bill de Blasio of New York saying, despite coronavirus, get out there. Let, you know, don't lead your lives. Don't Don't let this thing hold you back. These people need to resign. Nancy Pelosi should resign. Wow. (laughs) That is powerful, friends. If you don't understand what is taking place, there's a shift taking place. There's an awakening taking place of individuals that I don't think would have given the thought, they wouldn't have known To even look at individuals, politicians, Democrat, longtime Democrat politicians, they wouldn't have even known to look in this direction had not all this stuff happened with this pandemic, with the World Health Organization, with the way these Democrats were talking about, oh, you know, you want to talk about people not coming over from China, that's racist, that's xenophobic, the president's racist, it's going to unravel, friends, a whole lot of minutiae garbage that the mainstream media has been pushing on Americans, it's going to unravel it. Now people are thinking, you know what, America first isn't that bad. It's actually really stinking good, friends. We don't need to be dependent on other countries, especially not countries that would love to take us over and make us bow to their communistic, their communistic ways as China would love to do. There's an awakening taking place. And it's absolutely beautiful to see. Thank you, Joe Rogan. I'd love to be on your podcast, brother. I'd love for you to be on my podcast. We'll try to see if we can get that connection to happen. And I'll share with you why this brother right here loves and supports and appreciates what this president has done and is doing for all Americans and especially the black community. I've got a lot of knowledge on that right there. Here's Bill Barr. Again, I, this is a perfect video to back it up. For people that don't understand, people, the, the people that are so naive to think That the communist regime of China actually loves America. Now, I'm not talking about the Chinese people, but I'm talking about the government, the individuals that run China. They would love to take us over. And we, we cannot continue to be dependent on them. This is pretty alarming what Bill, ba- Bill Bill Attorney General, Inspector General, I.G. William Barr had to say about China.
3: Our highest priorities in the counterintelligence realm, counterespionage realm, and protection of trade secrets is our activities directed to defend against the Chinese. The Chinese are engaged in a full court blitzkrieg uh, of stealing American technology, trying to influence our, our political system, trying to uh, steal uh, secrets uh, at our research universities and so forth. We are focused uh, on it. We have something we call the China Initiative. We brought a lot of indictments, but it's something that we also have to expose by letting the business community understand exactly the nature of the threat.
4: Who is the bigger threat to America's election security, Russia or China?
3: In my opinion, it's China. There's simply no comparison. China is a a, uh, very serious threat to the United States, geopolitically, economically, militarily.
0: Are you paying attention? It's pretty interesting to me that Democrats have been chanting and rallying against Russia, Russia, Russia for the last three years, when so many of them have had their own dealings with China. Again, a silver lining on this pandemic, friends, is that Americans are becoming, to realize, they're becoming awake to realize and understand that we should not be dependent on other countries. That would be like you giving your dependence to your neighbor down the road that you know hates your guts. And you're going to depend on him for your health care? You're going to depend on him for anything? No. You want to be independent. We as Americans should be independent. And as a country... We should be absolutely independent. So the silver lining on this pandemic, I believe we're going to be more independent as a country than ever. Once we get back the House and we keep the Senate and we get Donald Trump reelected, booyah, we've got all full court press moving into uh, bringing together and bringing to pass all of the policies that this president knows will benefit our country. And I truly see, I truly believe that we will begin to see prosperity, safety, and just... uh, Man, so much goodness that we have never even seen or witnessed or thought possible before. We will pull through this. We'll pull through it together, more united than ever, but we need four more years of this president, his administration, with the backing of the Senate and the House, to truly implement all that this president wants to do for our country. And I think we're going to enjoy it. And I think we're going to see it. All together, we're going to see it. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to my podcast. You're going to love that interview with Mike Cernovich. I've got a lot of other amazing interviews on there as well. Find it on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what you hear, please give this brother five stars. And then share that podcast with a few friends. Help me spread the word. And uh, that's all I got for today, guys. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. We will see you tomorrow for TGIF. Friday and then uh we'll have a great weekend. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye.